I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome, everybody, to Be the Light with Pastor Zachir Robinson. In this show, I interviewed Pastor Sabrina Boyd, and we talked about her journey through molestation, having a child out of wedlock, marriage, and divorce. So tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. My name is Frida. Welcome everybody to Be The Light. This is Pastor Zakia Robinson and today I have my aunt on, Pastor Sabrina Boyd. How are you today? Good, good, good morning. <laughs> yes, so today we are going to be talking about her journey, okay? Like we all know that um, this, this entire show is about people's journey and just faith building and building up people in the Lord. So I want to talk to you about your journey with God. Obviously, we all have a journey, right? And yeah. a testimony. Yeah. And so what was it like in your household growing up, you know, just as a child? What was it like for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, for me and my life beginning, um, I was mm, very shy, very shy. Um, but um, our family was strong in their faith in the Lord. Um, we actually were a family that could attended church regularly um, and very involved um, in church. But uh, we had a prayer mom in our home. Um, Similar to some things that you see, um, like the table talk, we had that in our home. My mom um, always sat with us. Um, I have two other siblings beside myself where we sat at the table and actually had discussions on what we want to do, what we did in life, how's our day going. That was pretty much our life. But Jesus was our foundation. Mm. He was the head. Um, um, that's pretty much it, you know, okay. as a child. Okay. So as a child, um, did you um, receive God and like, did you feel the presence of God already? Or was that something that came late at a later time? Um, very early on. Um, now, knowing what I know now, um, I saw spirits early on in life. Um, mm -hmm. had um, dreams that I can't remember like the next day, but I could see different things that other people didn't see. Um, Again, I had those experiences. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, those, that was not fun. <laughs> no, no, because it was like, do you see that? Do you see that? Um, you know, um, and I described them as animals. Um, little did I know that, you know, God had already given me the sight to see spirits at an early age. Mm -hmm. um, and I could feel different spirits. I could feel my emotions were very, very high. I could feel it once I entered any presence. I, I could feel it. Um, didn't know, couldn't understand it, but I could feel it. It was very high at early age. So you basically, you saying like you had like the spirit of discernment, like from people, like you could feel their energy and feel like <laughs> what they had going on with themselves. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's something that I'm able to do now. Like I can just be around somebody and I can tell if they're sad. I can tell if they have an anxiety or depression. I was like, I can just literally pick up on what's going on with them. Um, mm -hmm. Also, you know, that kind of rolls over into a prophecy prophetic, <laughs> you know, a little <laughs> bit because you're able, God is giving you the discernment to pick up on these things. Yeah. Okay. So what was it like growing up, not just growing up, but what was it like for your young adult life, like 18, 19? Um, oh. Obviously, I know we like to go do our own thing once we get out of the household. Yes. <laughs> so what was it like? 
<laughs> but um, you know, I well, I like to party. Um, I like to go to clubs. I like to dance. Um, um, but never a drinker. Um, never a drinker. Never a smoker. But just the music. Um, but it's it's funny now because I will be called out no matter where I was. Like, what you doing here? Um, and then I would would say I would say to myself, like, is there a light on me or something? Like, you know, uh, it would always be I did not fit. I did not fit in the crowd. Um, even even younger, you know, as a younger age, but not even really knowing um, that I was really a leader. Um, I always kind of took up for people that, like again, like you said, going into the presence of somebody, I knew if they were sad or I was always that person just trying to encourage somebody else um, at that age, you know, um, yeah. and making somebody else feel not feel smaller than what they are, you know, making them feel a part of wherever I was, you know, at an early yeah. age. Okay. And so um, I know you're not the only sibling. <laughs> so mm -hmm. how was that growing up with um, your siblings? Because, you know, sometimes you can tell, like, for instance, like with me, I have siblings now, now and then. <laughs> but it's like you can always gravitate to who's picking up on God more, um, especially within my household. Like I'm I'm the one who's like, Obviously, like my mom installed God in us, like you got to pray, you got to read, you got to do this. It's like she yeah. taught us at an early age. But now that I'm older, it's like I'm the one like kind of carrying that. And I know, you know, everyone in family, because obviously you're you're my aunt. But <laughs> the thing is, is like I see multiple like of y'all being walking out your, your christian faith and you know what it's really an, an unusual for that normally it's like that one person that's carrying it and trying to bring everybody else into christ mm -hmm. and so when it comes to that i know you have a ministry which we're going to talk about in a little bit but um you also have a daughter you have um, a journey that you went through with that and you also you are an author and so i want to make sure we touch on some of these things so first of all what drove you to um writing your book Okay, so what because, drove me? Yeah, go ahead. What drove me to writing my book? This is my book. <laughs> yes. What drove me to writing my book was um, experience that I had through um, birthing my daughter. Um, I found myself at first running from Christ because I thought it was my duty to um, get my family together. Um, but little did I know, once I had my daughter, I was in church. I heard the, um, God called my name, but I thought it was my mom. But, you know, God was calling me that at that time. And I was telling God to wait, um, wait till I get my family together, wait until. Um, but then I found myself running to him because of um, the hurt and the pain um, and the shame um, going through um, having a child out of wedlock. Um, mm -hmm. But the experience, the 20 years that I went through with the, um, the father of my child um, was very hurtful um, in a way that my heart was broken or um, I felt lesser than a person. But I remember this, um, Pastor Robinson, that I, and no matter where I went, there was always someone to encourage me on my walk. Um, no, I mean, I didn't know the people, but it was always a word from the Lord from somebody else. Um, and I just remember um, this song was that um, 
you brought me too far to leave me. I kid mm. you not. I was still going to church throughout all this experience. Um, and I thank God for that because even going to church and being a part of the body of Christ was the one that helped me. The Holy Spirit guided me even in that dark time. But that to say, um, long story short, um, I wanted to share my testimony with someone else. The things that I had experienced throughout that journey, um, that it may encourage somebody else um, that may not know what to do uh, in that situation. So that's what helped me write my book. Yes. And so one of the things you just mentioned was that um, it, it kind of would, would you would you say the things that you went through, like having your child, um, you know, out of wedlock and then marriage, would you say that it shook your faith um, w along the way? Would you say it shook your faith some? Um, what you mean, like um, the no. Like having her out, of, had her, you know, not being married. Cause I know I got pregnant uh, without being married too. And people looked upon me wrong. You know, you walk into church, you, I would think I was, yeah, I was 18 walking into church pregnant and people's looking at me like, oh my goodness, is that, is that Zakia? Is she pregnant? Like she went to college and now she's come back pregnant. Like, like people look upon that, like they frown upon that. And um, I know for me walking around 18 and pregnant, that was kind of tough for me, you know, and I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I wasn't that close to God then anyway, but I knew who he was, but, you know, still trying to go to church, it, it literally makes you not want to go to church because of like the, the, the looks and the stares and the, the whispers that people, you know, would do or around you, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you receive any of that? No. Um, wow. Okay. Of the, because of, um, the strong structure of my mom mm -hmm. um um she was like our you know she was like our loud our voice she was our ambassador i'll say um, okay for us because again even though i'm the oldest i was not the first one to have a child out of wedlock again okay. i have two other siblings so um it was uh being at the church um it was i, I don't i can't i i wasn't a shame because I did com finish complete high school. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually 21 uh, when I had my child. So the shame was more of myself, um, mm. the disappointment of um, not achieving and going as far as I could in um, throughout my life. But that to say, being at the church was like my safe haven. Um, Again, because of the foundation of growing up in church. So um, looking back at that, and I hear other um, younger women that actually had children, they were saying how they saw me and how I had my daughter right there with me mm -hmm. at the church. When I sang in the choir, she was up in the choir with me. Um, um, so again, the love of God was being in the church. So right. I, the shame was more of myself, of me not being married. Um, that was my shame. Mm -hmm. um, but again, the Holy Spirit spoke to me at church, <laughs> um, calling my name um, throughout that experience. So, um, yeah. 
must say, I definitely want to just, you know, shed some light on that, you know, being, you know, pregnant um, early, you know, not married, because I'm pretty sure there's someone listening right now and it just feels like there's no hope in it. And we want to tell you that there is hope. Like for me, I know I, I did have to make my way. I had to work. I still went to college. I still able, was able to receive my degree. Um, but the thing is, it's it, it did slow the process down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I want to encourage you for anyone who's listening to don't 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 give up okay continue to press through even if you feel like you're alone just know that you're not alone call out to God repent you know especially if it's out of wedlock because that's something I had to do eventually I end up repenting for all of that but just know that there is hope on the other side um it's not the end of the world um and be honest, God allowed things to happen for a reason. And I really believe like for myself, it was to open my eyes and to slow me down Um, because I was out there. (laughs) I did some things that I ain't had no business doing, you know, especially things that my mama told us not to do. And so just know like we, we all have a journey to go through. We all have trials. And unfortunately, in some of that, some people happen to get pregnant. And we, we have to carry that child and, you know, we take care of that child. And it's like, I felt like I was growing up, growing up with my child. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. That was (laughs) definitely uh, the situation, but you know, uh, 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 having love, um, is the most important thing. Um, but again, just going back, um, on what you just said, you do as a, a, a mother out of wedlock, you do feel the shame. You do feel mm-hmm. um, lesser than a person. Um, you do feel like, um, you know, I, I'm out here by myself. But that's where you get the strength from knowing that Jesus loves you. Um, and that's the most important thing in life throughout whatever you go. And just like you said, um, just piggyback off of the repentance. And it's just repenting of your sin. And what is repentance? It's turning away from um, that sin. And that as well, uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do in you and through you. Yes, that's an important part, allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do. Um, and so you, I know you said you end up getting married and I know we're going to have a part two of this. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about divorce and we're going to talk about some things um, with that. So stay tuned because there's going to be a second show with Pastor Sabrina Boyd. And so um, the book also, I know was inspired because of some of the things that you encountered in the marriage. Um, and so if you want, you can share some things about that. And then we're going to save about the divorce part and the, the process of that for the next show because I really want to make sure we um, be able to talk about that because it's something that I've never been able to talk about with anyone before. But so going through your journey and end up getting married to your, I believe it was to your daughter's father, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, okay. So no. you end up getting married. Okay, so end up getting married and then you had a whole nother ordeal with that. So let's talk about that. What what took place? Oh, well, okay. what was your journey like? Um, my journey with that, um, I actually was invited to a vision party. Um, and to some that have never experienced a vision party, I um, commend you to do so. Um, mm. I, I never knew they had them. <laughs> oh, yes, it's the best. Um, so I, I, I was supposed to be doing a prayer anyway, long story short. So I do this vision board, and um, on my vision board, I have two pieces of board um, with the hot pink uh, fuchsia um, was my color. So I did one side with um, right, um, right in my book. 
um, mm -hmm. writing a book and just different things that I like um, doing. And one other half was about getting married. And um, so um, I got up, they wanted us to talk about our vision board. So I got up and uh, talked about the vision board, what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, anyway, long story short. So I had on there, I wanted to get married, the wedding and everything. <laughs> so I um, actually went to a march, Selma, Selma, Alabama. I always liked Martin Luther King. Um, so I wanted to be in this march. I had to be there. I hadn't even had my grandson yet, um, but I, I said I wanted to be there. I wanted to, to be um, like I can tell my grandson, I, I'm grandchild. I'm I was there. I was there um, when Obama was president. But anyway, so the march in South Alabama went there. wasn't even thinking about a man. I was so high on where God had me, and I was actually walking in the vision that I had for myself. Long story short, there comes a man. Hmm. There comes a man out of nowhere. And there he was. And um, I was not even looking for it. And um, anyway, there he was. And the first thing I can say to women is whatever the Holy Spirit has you to say at that point in time, don't go back and don't be apologetic to it. Um, and um, yeah. So do you think the Holy Spirit was already telling you um, no to this relationship or do you feel like you were, it was more like you really didn't hear from God at that point? Oh, baby, I, I really heard from God. I actually had a, a premonition before he even came mm. um, that it wasn't real. It wasn't real. Um, uh, and But again, um, when God gives you something very prophetic in the early um and and then when it when it hits you when it's there for a front, um, I, I wasn't expecting it at, at that time because I said mm. something um, and didn't even know him. And then I went and apologized for it, um, thinking that I was supposed to be there to help the man. That is one thing as a woman that we think that we're supposed to get the man right, and that's not. That's not our job. Um, yeah, that's not. And that's, you know that happens in a lot of relationships, though. Like a lot of people, it's like, oh, but if we get together, he can change. Or if we get married, he will change. If we have a kid, he will change. You know, it's like we see the best for them, but the thing is that they have to want to change. Exactly. They have number one, they got to have that relationship with God. And exactly. I think a lot of um, relationships fail because you have one person who's like high off of God, one person who's high off the world, and it's like. We unequally yoked now. Yes. So, yeah. And a lot yes. of times God will literally prompt our spirits like this isn't who you need to be be with. Or he will begin to allow them to show who they really are so that you can see it for yourself. But by this time, we've already opened ourselves up to this person. Yes. So now you got soul ties and now you're connected to them. And now it's hard to really take the blinders off and see who they really are. Mm -hmm. Yes. But and then still be asking God, is this him? But um, like I said, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. But our heart is despitefully wicked. Um, so, I mean, he'll give you the desires, um, mm -hmm. but that may not be his desire for you. Um, but um, even that being said, God is still there with you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So he 
was still there with me. He didn't leave me. Um, even though that was a desire, you know, God was still there with me. Um, but again, as women, that's not our job to um, get the man right. Um, whatever God has for us or whatever man he has for us is already right because he is in the will of God. Meaning that he is an example of our father who is Jesus the Christ. Right. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. And so while you was in this, this relationship, okay, you end up getting married and what was that journey like for you? Oh, wow. I, be, because I was with my baby's father, the father of my child for 20 years, I knew the power of my tongue. So okay. I, uh, with my husband, I ex-husband, I wanted to speak words of encouragement because mm -hmm. again, now my walk was stronger in the Lord. Um, God had given me the ministry. God had given me um, writing a book, being an author, faith in the um, body of Christ, and so my walk was different. So I know I needs to be that encourager and not to tear the man down. Um, but again, my will was stronger um, to. Um, be the will of God than to be the will of man. Um, mm -hmm. So I still uh, was asking God and questioning God, show me this, show me that. Um, I call it when you first get married, um, you have, you can't see. You, I mean, everything is, oh, la, 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 la. Yes, I, I agree. Tell, so. <laughs> and I then agree. The curtains, <laughs> then the curtains start to open. <laughs> You're like, what is going on here? What just happened? <laughs> what in the world? And so um, then, I mean, he knew all about um, what I did and everything. And then um, he didn't want to go to church. Um, mm -hmm. It was this pull against me, you know, wanted to go to church. Um, and again, I strongly recommend women to go through counseling um, before getting married because your spiritual yeah. father has the eyesight to give you. Um, and, and again, you're still in this la-la-la um, kind of world. Um, but I can go back to what he was saying through the counseling to kind of guide me. I begin to have um, women and men of God to surround you um, to kind of help you through prayer. It's mm -hmm. very, very important. Um, but it, um, I, I, um, uh -uh. <laughs> you're not equally yoked. I'm telling you, God will create a way of escape um, and he will be uh, show you um, what you need to see. But then you have to ask him to uh, help you with what he's shown you. Um, but it was very uh, at first. Um, and again, like I said before, I was very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So uh, I started doing jerking like that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what is that? What right. Is is that and not knowing this man was abusive mm. he was abusive so I was getting the signs and then I kept asking the Holy Spirit to uh, remind me of what he showed me before he came right. and this man it was it was uh, uh, I was we was there in the home and I had already packed my bags everybody everything was at the door and I the Holy Spirit had me to ask him certain questions um, that I didn't even know to ask. But I asked him, who, who, who is the head? 
And uh, I tell you, the enemy is not as smart as what you think he is. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I started asking him the questions like, um, who was ahead? And um, he was like, uh, uh, you are. And I was like, and um and then God started showing me the different spirits that was in him. Mm -hmm. Um and again early on as a, a younger child I would see these different animals and what I learned throughout my walk and the journey with the Lord was you have to know what that animal what spirit that animal carries. And yes. um, yeah, so once I knew that and then I was like, oh, my Lord. But let me tell you, once you have experiences and then your gift of discernment and your walk with the Lord has grown stronger, you're not afraid. Because right. again, God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So this man, once he started to reveal his true identity, I was not afraid. But I stood firm on who I was in the Lord and who the Lord was in me. And right. um, I was able to escape. Mm. Amen. That's 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 powerful. Um, one of the things is that's why it's important. So, like, even with dating, let's just talk about dating in general. Um, if you're okay with that, because a lot of times when we're dating or we're, you know, you th that first impression, that first, mm, or you know, like you you initially get a first impression, but a lot of times what we do is we kind of like suppress that because it's like, oh, I really don't know the person. I probably need to just hear them out. And it's like, no, that probably was the Holy Ghost <laughs> telling you this is a huge red flag, a huge no, because even in my own past relationship, past marriage, um, one of the things was when I first initially met the person, I was skeptical. Okay. That, that's the perfect word to use. I was skeptical. I was unsure. Now I'm going to be honest. I wasn't really in, I wasn't in the word. I ain't going to say really in the word. I was not in the word. Okay. I was doing what I wanted to do, but because God has also called me at, a, at an early age, because I started seeing things early on at the age of like 10 and 11, I began to see inside the spiritual world, but I didn't understand it. I just knew that things was happening and that it was scary to me, but I didn't realize like God was preparing me for today's yes. time and so even with meeting this this you know this um person early on in my walk i i picked up on things yeah. but guess what i did i ignored it uh -huh. and i was just like oh you know maybe it'll turn into something you know next thing you know i move into the same dorm room which was just something that just happened i happened to be in the same dorm room dorm dorm facility not dorm room dorm facility as this person so i constantly seen them they will constantly come down and talk to me while i'm working and so it's just like it kind of grew on me but at the same time that's all the enemy needs is just for you to have a little bit of agreement okay a little bit of agreement and now next thing you know that little bit becomes a lot now you're liking this person now you're like going against the feeling that you once felt and then once you open yourself up intimately Yes. Now you have drawn a connection, which is a soul tie. And so there's so many people that's just like, well, why is it so hard for me to leave this person? Why is it so hard for me to break free? Every time I try to leave, I end up getting drawn back, not realizing that there's a soul tie that needs to be broken. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know for you also, you you had your, your daughter 
and you know that relationship like what was that like with with her father was it an easy transition but i did hear you say you was with him for like 20 years and so i'm pretty sure things transpired between that and i think that's also in your book too right yes it is yes. That, that's yes i share that um in my book um of, of what i went through um i i Oh my God. Um, but I was going to say, I was just going to speak on what you was talking about when we feel that mm, um, God has given women that um, intuition yes. and our intuition is always right. Um, but again, as women, we want to, we're that nurturer. So we try to, um, you know, it's going to be all right. No, what that intuition, God gave us that. So we have to, um, respond to our intu intuition. Um, but with my, um, the father of my daughter, um, at the age of nine, I had already made a decision, um, that when I had a child, I only wanted one father, baby father. I want two, three, four. I want to have to deal with all of that. Um, so what, whoever I had a child by, I was going, no matter what it took, I was going to be with that person. Um, and I share that. Um, I hope you all get the opportunity to purchase a book. It's on Amazon um, about um, at the age of nine of uh, being molested. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of that comes from um, when you're a child, you make um, a decisions at an early age, but little did I know what I was going to have to endure with that decision. Um, yes, it's fine to have one baby's father, but um, to to go through the difference, um, the manipulation, um, verbal abusive, um, even um, fighting, um, those different things that you go through um, with a child, not knowing that the life and the pattern that you live, that child is also going to have to experience those same things. Uh, so I would say to women, um, when you make that decision to have a child and have those soul ties um, with that person, make sure um, that I can't say that's the right decision, but make sure you go to the father before you decide to do that. Because mm -hmm. when you do get those soul ties, they are very hard uh, to break. But through yeah. prayer, through prayer, <clears throat> through prayer and fasting um, and asking the Lord to deliver you, um, there is power um, and there is deliverance. So um, that's, again, why I decided to write the book, to share my story, that this too shall pass. But it's a testimony. It's a test before the testimony. So you have to be tried and tested in your faith, in your walk with the Lord. But he will deliver. He is faithful. Yeah. Yes, he is. And so you mentioned one thing about being molested at the age of nine. Did you also share that in your book? Oh, yes, I did share that in my book um, because I at the time um, um, at the age of nine is where I made a lot of my decisions on what I was going through, um, through the molestation. Again, I didn't say a word. I didn't tell anybody because yeah. through molestation you feel so dirty um mm -hmm. no matter how many baths you take and you feel like you're the one that caused it um what did i do to make this happen to me and why did it happen to me but knowing what i know now it was the enemy what the devil meant for bad god meant it for my good mm -hmm. um and again i started to ask god like why is this happening to me why did this happen to me and why do i uh 
why why does the enemy want to stop me why does all these things come against me so in my book i ask those questions and we as children of god can ask god who what when where how and why to get to your purpose in life yeah absolutely because um i know i also was molested in my childhood as well and i know for me it's like it changed it, it i'm not gonna say it's like it really changes you okay it brings you into womanhood faster than you should be and so like a lot of times you hear a lot of people saying that they were molested but then next thing you know they they lose their identity or um not just lose their identity but they from relationship to relationship from person to person and it's like they don't understand like why is there a high drive for me to be with someone not realizing that that because of what took place at that early age and because what you were exposed to it opened you up to this womanhood that shouldn't have been opened up to um and so do you think that affected any of your relationships going forth yes it did um and and being with my the father of my daughter um, I was with him so long because I shared with him um, what had took place in my life. So he knew a lot about me. And as women, that's another thing. Don't tell the man all of your information because they use that against you. Uh, if that's not the man yes. of God he has for you, because a man of God will always be a praying for you interceding on your behalf because he's supposed to be covering you but if he doesn't know that it's not your job to tell him that it's like equipping the enemy to do what he you know to work against what the father jesus the christ mm -hmm. wants for you so you don't tell him how no he should already know because he has a relationship with the father because he is in the image of jesus I'm glad you said that because, listen, I was just teaching. I teach high schools and middle school students how to have health relationships. And I literally just had uh, finished up a session with some students and I just told them the same thing. I said, don't go telling all of your personal business to him, especially the first week of knowing him, because a lot of times if it's not the right person and, and I couldn't say right spirit, I just said the right person because I was in the school building. I'm like, if they if, if they're not the right person and they go and share this with everybody or they use it against you. It's one, you'll be embarrassed too. you're going to be mad. And then like especially like for me, when I um shared some personal information and this was with my my ex-husband i shared a lot of information because you was married with i was married to the person so you you want to share everything and sometimes that stuff was brought up against me okay yeah. a lot of it was brought up against me and then i entered into another relationship where i it was kind of the same thing i told him about some of my past some of the things that i went through some of the things that i've done and in the heat of our argument he bring that up or start calling me certain names mm -hmm. that was already told to him from the from what already happened. And it's yeah. like, dang, like, why would you use that against me when you knew that was something that hurt me? Not realizing yeah. that this person is dealing with a spirit on the inside that wants to attack me, wants to tear yeah. me down and wants to make me low at all costs. Yeah. And so for women, men, because let's be honest, there's some women that would do it, too. It's not yeah. just men, yeah. it's women that would do it, too. Be careful about what you put out there, especially within those first, <laughs> I say six months, <laughs> because yes. someone can hide those true colors for a very long time. Yes. And then next thing you know, you start to see changes. And 
that's one thing that I was teaching the students. I said within that first one to three months, typically they're the best person that you're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. From about three to six months, you're going to start to see some changes. You may start to have your first argument. And from about six months to, to a year, you really in there full blown to see. So if all calls, the Bible tells us that we should not be having any intimacy relationships outside of marriage. But unfortunately, in today's world, what people do, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, please hold off as long as possible, because the longer you make a person wait, the more you're going to start to see who they are and try to wait to marriage because it's the best thing that you could do for yourself in that person. Yes, because that's what God made marriage for. Because um, mm -hmm. that's what draws you back together. Um, again, because of soul ties once you um, step into that faith. But I tell you, um, with the, when I, the marriage, oh my Lord, I, I, I was like, and that was one year. When I tell you, when you've gone um, through a relationship of 20 years, mm -hmm. you kind of prepared um, and you know what you're not going to take, what you're not going to deal with. And, and you strong in your walk and you know that this is an assignment to the assassinate or to tear down what God has built up. When I tell you, the Holy Spirit will rise up in you like an army and you stand boldly confessing Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. But again, you, your relationship with Christ and he will show you, he will, you have the gift. I mean, you ask for the gift or you already have the gift. It becomes sharper than a two edged sword um, to know that mm -mm, this is not right for me. And I don't have to repeat. Oh, let me say this. I always just say this to myself. I don't want to repeat that test. I already passed that test. And I Amen. don't want to get an, I, I want to get an A. I don't want to get an L. I don't want to get a D. I want to pass that test. So mm -hmm. I don't want me to repeat uh, another 20 years when I already know. Oh, no. Uh, and then God gave me the premonition too. Oh my God. And I kept going back to that in my mind, like, mm -mm, I already seen it. And I told that devil, I was like, I seen you. I already mm -hmm. seen you before. I already seen you. And the enemy, <laughs> the, the enemy don't like that because he like, huh? He all confused. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> nah. and, and, you know, and, you know, so but again, seeing different spirits because you don't tell them everything you learned that from yeah. a prior relationship you know you should have learned something um and you don't want to be the victim and again i wrote that in my but it's in my book as well not i always want to be the victim but to get the victory to get the v-i-c-t-o-r-y yes um, and giving God the glory um, that you was bought with a price. Mm -hmm. You was bought with a price. I'm sold out. And and that's what my ex-husband used to say. She's sold out. That's right. I'm that's sold right. out. I'm <laughs> bought with a price. So, yep. you, you know, great is he that is in me that he that's in the world. Honey. Amen. I, I already went through that test. I passed that test, baby. Uh-uh. Bye-bye. So bye-bye. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so um, I want to make sure people know where to find your book, okay? And so I heard you mention it's on Amazon. Is it Sabrina Boyd, just as it is on the screen? Um, uh, it's Sabrina Y. Boyd. Okay. And it's, it's called Change. Yes, Change. Yes. Can 
Holy Spirit is the synonym for a change. Can the Holy Spirit assist you with your negative energy? And that just means allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you. Um, and, and when I tell you when the Holy Spirit gave me that, I was like, huh? <laughs> you was right. Yes. I, and I, yes. everything is inside. Please, please, please take the time. It is on Amazon, um, Barn and Nobles. Um, please pick your book. Please go and get the book. And just, um, and I, I didn't want it to be long and drawn out. I just wanted to tell my story, share my testimony with someone else. And I did meet someone, and I never forgot that. Um, she told me, um, I wish um, I, you had an opportunity to speak to my daughter because she's behind bars. Mm. I tell y'all, um, a lot of people that have been molested end up um, going in the wrong path. And again, I remember at the age of nine, y'all, this is why I know the color of my life is real. I was praying at the age of nine, Lord, please don't let me hate men because of what um, I've gone through. And um, there are women that choose the other sex God made Adam and Eve mm -hmm. and they choose the opposite set because of hurt or pain or whatever they've gone through. Um, yeah. Men too. May I met men too that um, have been molested. But I thank God uh, for the hedge of protection that he has mm -hmm. on me um, from the experience that I experienced. And again, I just share the story because it may help someone else. But I was saying that there was a lady I met, she said my daughter actually went to jail and she's locked up because of that, because she killed somebody mm -hmm. um, because of that. But I thank God, and I shared it in my story too. I was about to kill my baby daddy, I was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I remember, you know, um, also with myself, I remember, being married and I remember literally saying to myself because I was going through narciss narcissistic abuse mm -hmm. um okay which we're by the way y'all want to hear this show y'all gonna have to come back to hear about that one because we're going to do another show but I was dealing with um this narcissistic abuse and I remember getting to the lowest point where I was flipping tables I was tearing up the bathroom I mean I re literally remember myself doing things and I it was like I was doing it it's like I was there, but wasn't there, if that makes sense. It's like a higher power took over me and I just went crazy. And I remember going into the kitchen one night and getting something to drink. And I remember hearing this negative thought to tell me what I should do in that moment to him while he was asleep. Yeah. And that's when I knew I had to get out. I said, no, I can't do that. I have to get out of this marriage. I said, or one of us is going to end up hurt and the other one's going to end up in prison. I said, and if I don't get out of this now, my kids are going to really be destroyed because they're going to have both parents gone. Yeah. And I remember from that day forth, I started making plans to get out and I did get out. Um, Thank God <laughs> we both alive. Thank God I'm in my right mind. Thank God I'm, you know, now married to a, a man of God and, you know, who loves me, who loves my children. But the thing is, is you have to make a choice. And um, it's, it's on me heavy to tell whoever's listening that you don't have to take abuse. You don't have to take being cheated on. You don't have to take being molested. You don't have to take any of that. What you have to do is you have to give these things to God. You have to lay it at his feet, express to him how you feel. You can tell him your 
you're mad. You can you can you can express every emotion that you're feeling to God and just tell him, look, I don't understand why I'm going through this. I don't like going through this. I actually hate this. Whatever you feel in on your heart, yeah. he's listening to you and just repent of anything that you may have done to open yourself up to it, because sometimes we open ourselves up to this stuff. OK, and then sometimes it's a generational thing that's literally handed to you and you yeah. fight in a battle that wasn't even yours in the beginning. But we end up welcoming it in because of some of our actions. Um, so I just want to encourage someone that's out there that's listening to that. This is not your end. It's just the beginning and that you're going to continue on. OK, so again, you can get Pastor Sabrina Boyd's book on Amazon. I'm going to actually put the link in my bio. So for those who's just listening on the radio with Wave 94, I want you to know that you can go over to the YouTube and you can actually watch this as we actually recording live with each other and actually able to see each other. So if you caught the end of this, and you're like, man, I really want to be able to hear the beginning of her of her testimony and her journey just go over to the youtube as that Kira robinson and if you're looking for coaching if you need a, um, some coaching experiences maybe you need some inner healing maybe you need some deliverance i want you to go ahead and go to be the light.live and that is also going to be also going to be in the link of this show and also on the in the link um the link is also going to be on the youtube as well for you to just be able to click and get right to it and so once again pastor sabrina boy thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me you're welcome. And we're going to see you on the next show. All right, everyone. Have a blessed day. I'm no longer bound. I'm no longer chained. I'm no longer captive. No longer restrained. Delivered, set free and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Thank you so much for tuning in to Be The Light. If you are looking for a life coach or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.Live. Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name.